Hello everybody, welcome to Recap here on Boss Rush Games. I am your host, ADV, and joining me, the host of Crossroads, the PC Muscle himself, Mr. Laurent Dawkins. Hey everybody, how's it going? Ben, how are you tonight? I am doing good. I took the day off and, well, not took the day off, I had the day off. Um, and I've been playing Breath of the Wild like crazy today. Um trying to get more of the shrines and stuff uh done um me and Corey, we had a talk uh before this recording like wednesday um when you guys see this uh we were just talking about our time doing power block like and you know the transferring of of hosts and everything um and then we just hung out and like really talk it was it was such a good thing it was a little bit emotional at the end uh but it it was a good thing and stuff, um, well, but I've imagine. been yeah I've been really good and then keeping up with the uh, CD project stuff um, with the delays and you know you guys did a fantastic job with on uh, Crossroads I really enjoyed it it was cracking up Nelly lost it and I lost it I was just like when she fell out the screen and her screen went up <laughs> I was just like I'm done I can't that was so good. Um, Man, her and Austin, they are they're like a team. They're like they're they're like the duo. <laughs> like, was, oh, go ahead. Like Austin will line them up and she knocks them down. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh it, that was a very great episode. Um just and you know, the guys at AX and keeping up with them. Um but yeah, I, it was really good with me and Corey just talking. Um but I've been good today, like I said, watching the um the uh cd project red thing and posted about the death threats uh news thing and so one of the developers yesterday um uh tweeted out that you know he knew they knew about the death threats and all of those people were being reported mm-hmm. so um good good yeah so it's that's why i i put in i like what you said this all only speaks entitled gamers and i'm mm-hmm. just like yeah this I'm like it's just a game. This is not the cure for coronavirus. Like you shouldn't be threatening nobody because of a game getting delayed for three weeks because they want to make sure that it's ready for next gen. Like it has a, for- that it has a smooth launch across all platforms because um because I mean in my opinion a lot more developers should take a cue on this because I mean mm-hmm. Monster Hunter World came out on PS4 and Xbox and Xbox One in Feb in January. And then it came out. Then it came out in October for the PC. So yeah. all those all those PC players had to wait nine months to play the game. And, you know, yeah, we the, the, that was the Wii U, and that's the Wii U and Nintendo in general. That if they put the game out on other platforms, we had to wait later to get our version. Like we're still waiting for Doom Eternal. The only surprisingly. Crisis came out early for Switch before Xbox One and PS4 got it. Mm-hmm. And but uh, here's my thing, though, because I kind of understand the way I can understand where the the industry works, and also with the way um with the way the stock market works and mm-hmm. and com- and company figures and profiles and stuff like that. I understand perfectly when they stagger a release of virtually the exact same game on 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 a couple different platforms. I get it. You know they're trying to make their sales figures for the quarter, the year, the season, whatever. They're trying to make the they're trying to make the sales figures. 
if one part of it's lagging behind, they can push that back. And and guess what? It might. Well, in the case of Monster Hunter, it made it made Capcom's year again when when the PC mm-hmm. version dropped. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because not only did you have the PC version, you also had Devil May Cry Five that had just re- had just released a couple months before the PC version was here. Yeah. Yeah. It, but you know. But at the same. But in the same token, you know, like they kind it fractures the it fractures the fan base, and you know. I'm I'm saying I understand the I understand the um I understand the frustration that gamers have, but you can't be frustrated enough to be sending out death threats to people. Oh no. Mm-mm. Yeah, because here's my thing. The only thing you're out of is sixty, seventy dollars at most. You know, like you're gonna send them a death a death threat where you know like they might lose their entire life or or their family and stuff like that just for just for a product. Just, but this is the crazy thing. Um, Americans who sit this death there because the only white folks, I'm sorry, white folks, um, only Americans would have did that. You're gonna fly to Poland to try to burn somebody's house and kill them? That doesn't make no sense. You mean you spent definitely a corona? You mean you're gonna find it? You're gonna find a way to get eight hundred, nine hundred plus some dollars on top of you got to go get a passport that you got to wait two weeks. To get and then you gotta pay for a picture. You gotta set up everything to do all of this whole bunch of stuff to fly to another country to do some harm to another person. Guess what? By the time you do all of that, the game will already been out. Yeah. Well, my thing is like I feel like only only like point zero zero one percent of of the gaming community even even feels that way remotely. I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of this ultimately stems from internet culture and internet culture runs hand in hand with gaming culture because people know people know at the end of the day they can sit back on the internet say whatever the hell they want to and they think they won't think nothing's coming to them but when you communicate a death threat you know that's a federal that's a federal crime and stuff like that so yeah. if someone takes it seriously enough they will ping your ip address find out where that where, where it came from and they will find you this is what this is why swatting has become a big deal now because, like, because number one, you're wasting taxpayer dollars and stuff like that. It's a federal offense to call in some a terrorist incident. That's not that's not true. And also, a lot of these times, a lot of these times, it ends up with a loss of property or a loss of life and stuff like that. So you know, like, if you if you have enough sense to not swat swat somebody, you definitely should have enough sense not to communicate a death threat to somebody that that does that did not do anything to you personally. Right, and I think that's why that PS5 voice recording thing um, mm-hmm. is 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 important. Like you guys talked about it, and I was just like, I think the main thing that why Sony did this was because of the swatting incident in Kansas, and mm-hmm. so to prevent that, we they would have records, and if they and if someone said that, you know, well, I didn't say this. They could request Sony to release that uh, information to them, and Sony will will literally oblige and be like, "This is the uh, the damage that happened." Mm-hmm. I know people were talking about, "Well, what about privacy? Nothing becomes private once you start opening your mouth and saying some death threat things like that." And if you agree to the terms without reading it to a company stuff, you you forfeited all those rights too. And I think a lot of people also need to to understand something, and this is gonna sound so terrible. We don't own. We don't really own the games that we have in our possession and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Every freaking game has an end-user licensing agreement, and somewhere in the verbiage of every single game where we do a check mark that I agree, it says that you are leasing the property that you have in your possession. It is not truly yours. So ultimately, 
if they really want to, they can turn around and say you're doing something wrong with somebody else's property, which which can also be a crime, and make it even more of a federal offense, depending on where you're at and what where the jurisdictions lie and stuff like that. People don't people don't use common sense. And yeah, I understand that because um I'm an IT guy. I will I will scroll so fast when I'm installing software and stuff. Mm-hmm. I will scroll so fast that check mark and I agree. Never, never even read it. Like the only thing I might read is what is contained within, and that's like the first line usually. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and, and the next thing I read is, is the box that says "I agree" to click continue. <laughs> yeah, because the thing about it for us, a lot of we want to jump into the product or we want to start using it or playing it. Yeah, we are not read all this legalese, uh, legalese. Um, but shoot, once you open up the game. And pop it in, depending on what that store's policy is, you can't mm-hmm. return it. You're, yeah, and you're and you're and you're on the hook for your actions with that property. So PlayStation, PlayStation making the move to do that—that's because we're using their property in a way that put that can put them into like a legal bind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so everybody, yeah, um, that's a little game and talk, uh, a little preview. If you listen to Watch Rush podcast, because. Even though this one is going to come out later, we're going to hopefully have an episode where we talked about, uh, kind of talk about this thing, um, like with CD Projekt Red, uh, touch upon um, the refund of console games, uh, digital sales, mm-hmm. um, because uh, a center. You, you mean that thing Nintendo don't do? Oh, so I, uh, so I, so I said that right now. <laughs> no, no, you can say it. Everybody knows it. I, I, so before we get into recap, um, because <laughs> we're gonna, I'm like, I'm we're gonna address it again on um, Boss Rush, but it's not Steam. You know, none of the consoles, none, none, none of the console systems have that Steam refund policy, and if they do. No one has covered it or talked about it. Nintendo has said that, yeah, pre-orders for a game that hasn't came out, you can go ahead and cancel it. There is a process that you go through to cancel it. Um, I don't know how to do the Xbox, and I don't know how to do PlayStation, but if you buy a game on all three of those consoles, it's yours. And that's le- and that's legal. All the other countries have been talking about if you have bought a game that you have pre-ordered, why can't you not return it? They everybody's been trying to get a refund for something that if like Steam has and other countries just like no, you can't do that. But for pre-orders, yes, because you don't physically have physically or digitally have the game. So you should be able to cancel it and stuff. One of the main driving forces for why Steam started a, um, a refund a refund policy on their games is because it was it was part of it was a good faith service for for mm-hmm. for for the uh, for the users of Steam, so like that. But also there was I think there was a legal dust up, you know, with with the situation. And I think and I think it was a situation where I want to say it was a situation where it was like it was like accidental pre orders, you know, like. You know, it wasn't it wasn't so much that someone bought a game and they got pissed off because they didn't like the game. And they want their money back. I think it was like accidental pre-orders and stuff like that. And um, and so that was another driving force for why they started that return policy. And I think now the return policy is like if you play. Well, if you play up to like two hours of the game, mm-hmm. I, I don't know for sure. Like I'm like I'm a big I'm a big Steam user and I have yet to ever like say, oh, I want my money back for this, this game I purchased <laughs> off of Steam. But also, in my defense, I'm always getting stuff on a on, on a on a Steam sale. So you know, like um, like oh, 
Oh, oh, there goes my seven dollars. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there go my nine. Mm-hmm. I and I don't use Steam uh, because of me having all these console games and stuff, and sometimes getting depending on when I decide to get the game, get it cheaper or buy it like full out with the 60, 50. Um, looking at Steam and how that was going to go about with their return policy, um, it kind of started to make sense later on and like this, in this not in this particular time, but like you had Steam Greenlight and you had like early access games that a lot of those games were like acid flips or they weren't mm-hmm. really going to get finished or at all, so they got your money. You could never get it back, so you yep. were stuck with it games. So uh, Steam, they they make so much money. They were just like, hey, we we could afford the refunds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, but we'll be talking about that on uh, Bossfish Podcast. Or if by the time you guys see this, that episode will be out, so you guys can check it because uh, it's going to be a good episode. Uh, I really can't wait to hear more about the CD Project Red because um, th- we're going to get into the Resident Evil talk. Um, because yes, the death of things is crazy, but it feels it's really like people flipped on Jason Schreier for the story. Um, after CD Projekt Red came out and said what they need to say, and yes, the block stuff was goofy as and crazy. Um, uh, but now people flipped on CD Projekt Red, and so now it's just like no matter what, y'all flipped on both of them, and y'all you, both are angry at them. So you damned, damned if you do, you damned if you don't. <laughs> it's be crazy. So, um. I know you. I I think I hit you personally up uh, about the re, about the delay. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. I had I had a very I had a very visceral reaction. <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, that's the day of the Game Awards, and it just like literally hit me. I'm like, oh my goodness, the Game Awards is that day. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I I had to ask you because I'm just like, LeBron is not going to be happy about this at all. Actually, no, I'm happy it's on the day of the Game Awards because that gives me a reason not to watch the Game Awards. It's the shade. Well, that is true. I mean, uh, okay. I've had a problem with the Game Awards since the very first show, honestly. I don't I don't really like whatever system they have in place to like get games, you know, into the the categories, you know. Because mm-hmm. I kid you not, I feel like sometimes a game that has just released like Four weeks before the Game Awards airs is in the freaking is in the freaking listings for for awards. Tetris, Tetris effect. I was just like, hold on, wait a minute. This game just came out in October. Why is it on the Game Awards list? Yeah, it should be it should be punted to next year's Games Awards. It should. And you know, and don't give me the some BS reason that you know. Oh well, another game might come out that eclipses it. Like, no, you still you still put that game. You still give that game its credit. If that game came out in a certain timeline. Because nobody has time to vote for a game that's just that just got released like right before your show exactly. airs. Nobody has time to vote on that. But and then and then what's even crazier is like sometimes like games show up that no one had time to vote for and it wins awards. Is that there's sometimes that games like 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 Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo was killing it for I think this was 2018. It was 18 or night or last year. They was killing it half of the whole year. And only about two games made it on the list, and everything else was fall games. I was mm-hmm. just like, wait a minute. 
Onisakiro in this other game, I'm like, Nintendo was killing it. So I think it was 2018 because Astro Chain, Ultimate Alliance 3, um, Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses, Fire Emblem and Astro Chain sold out like crazy. And they had to restock it and it sold out. I think we have Resident Evil and 2 Astro, And I don't, I don't even think Astro Chain got an award. I was watching that year. I remember it, that one. It did it like the, like all the systems and consoles was killing it, um, in the beginning. And they that game awards acted like they didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Like you had to give Nintendo its own like. So own... in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I don't take the game game awards seriously. But for the record, I don't take a lot of awards so seriously. Was mm-hmm. the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys, the Billboard Music Awards, the the, the, the MTV VMAs. I'm, I don't take none of them seriously because, no, seriously, a lot of times, you know, it's supposed to be a bunch of our peers that are voting on this, but you know, for certain for certain shows, is like a bunch is like uh, is like you know, grandstanding people. Well, not grandstanding. That sounds that sounds like um, you know what I mean, like high up people, like people who are yeah. part of the academy or are, are are giving out these decisions and stuff like that. And my whole thing is is like you know like. I can use this as a gauge to say, okay, is this movie good enough for me to watch? Is this TV show good enough for me to be into? Is this music is this music video and the song is attached to, you know, like worthwhile stuff like that? But in my opinion, like nobody can honestly tell me what I think is good. I have to figure that out for myself. Exactly. Know? You know, and so and so there's a lot of times when you know I feel like a lot I feel like a lot of games, like because I've seen I've seen some really crappy games, like get like get like top billing at the game awards, and I'm like, man, who's playing these games and voting for these games? And I'm talking about I'm I'm being serious. I'm not I'm not just I'm not just being salty about certain games getting certain awards and stuff. Like there are some games is like when you go back and you look at the NPD numbers, it's like man, that game only sold hot for one month. It's been out for it's been out for seven months and it only sold hot for one month. <laughs> Right. And like, and, and I can understand because like God of War for PS4 won it. Well deserved. That mm-hmm. that that was a, comp- you know, that thing had a lot of competition and all those games in there did great. But I was just like, but Nintendo is killing it with all of these other games. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm I'm kind of biased with Nintendo. Everybody already but no, knows. But, but I'm no, just I'm like, a, I'm, but no, I'm agreeing with you because like, like I said, I went out, I went out day one and bought Astro Chain. I, I support platinum games. Mm-hmm. They put Same. a game out. If they put a game out on any platform. Like there's a good there's a good chance I will buy that platform if I don't have it just so I can play yep. that game. Yep. And I was just yeah. It it was it's but it was bonkers to me on how that like Sekiro Shadows Die Twice won over Fire Emblem Three Houses, and barely anyone talked about Sekiro Sekiro like two or three weeks after, but Fire Emblem is getting all of these wars. Mm -hmm. Everybody on social media is talking about it. People are trying to date fake characters still. Like, this is the third Nintendo (laughs) game of of an animated character that they're trying to date. Like, the last... Okay, so Hades, yes. If that... Hades, I think, deserves to be... I don't know what the nominations is. Let's get it. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, this this, this sounds like a completely different podcast we need to be on. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because uh, we, because uh, Saturday we had to talk about four gone. I, I, uh, yes, dude, dude, I am, jo- I am, jo- I am the losing game sleep. Is hot. I am losing sleep about this. I am losing sleep on this game because I'll get, I'll get in bed 
I have my switch in my hand. I'm playing that game, and next thing I look, I was like, "Oh my god, it's one thirty." <laughs> I I see your name came on, and that's when I missed. And that's when I messaged you. I was just mm-hmm. like, "Okay, Leroy, what is your?" Because when you mentioned the bird, I had like two days just got to it. That bird mm-hmm. was easy to fight compared to that buzzsaw thing. Yes. Oh yeah. I feel like the buzzsaw boss is harder than that bird, and and man, like when as you're getting closer and closer to fighting the bird, you're seeing all this lore, and it's like, "Oh man, this thing's gonna this thing's gonna beat my ass." And I almost beat it on the first try. I made a stupid ass mistake though, and, and lost. Oh, so I be, played again. I, I beat it on the first try. I'm like, no, that, this is a that, Mega Man boss, like the intro Mega Man boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that bird was that bird was easy. So I'm, I'm, uh, but I have a funny feeling that bird being easy means that next boss is gonna be a bitch. <laughs> oh, I died on the third one. I died on the third boss one time uh, because I didn't have the right weapon. I must just say this. Don't use the gunshots. That bird, made, the, me, that bird made me switch off them gunshots. <laughs> the gunshots are cool, but that short range of not hitting them, the hit detection mm-hmm. is not there. We will yeah. talk about that Saturday because, man, oh, I love Foregone. This game is, like, addicting. Like, every when you told me about it and I played it and I got it, I'm just like, I'm up five hours grinding on this. I need to go to bed. Oh, I don't work tomorrow. Let me play seven more hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's hot. when I saw the preview of the game, the game just jumped at me. When I saw the preview, I was like, wait, what game is this? Like, oh. And I was like, oh, wait, it comes out next week? I'm buying this. Um, and then they, had, they delayed it by one week, too. So, you know, I had to wait oh, two weeks okay. for it. But... But you know, whatever. It 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 may be in my game of the year nomination. Like it's it's mm. getting closer there. Mm. Like I'm still trying to figure out what's my like I'm I got two games two uh two roles I need to fill for it. So um because right now it's Murder by Numbers, mm-hmm. uh Ghost of Tsushima, Paper Mario, and the Origami King. Um. Mm-hmm. I would have did Ori in the Blind, Ori and the Will of the uh, Will of the Wisps. Um, as great that as that is, it's probably the best Xbox game of the year, but not mm. game of the year material. I love the animation, and everything, but it's just like mm, there's something missing about this that's not getting me to game of the year yet. And so Foregone <laughs> might be Foregone might be my fourth game, and then I just need five because like The Last of Us Part Two is not in it. Oh, well, okay. And yeah, y- y- so yeah, I I need. Oh to no, 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 no! I, I no, I have no, I have no thoughts on you saying that. I mean, you know, like uh, you know, here's the thing about it: like games move people in certain ways. Like you know, like sometimes a hot game to like to like a million people is not a hot game to you, and you have your personal mm-hmm. reason. You know, you know, um, you know, no, no one can honestly. T- <laughs> well, no, we we can joke, we can joke because like uh, because between Logan and Austin over over a crossroads, uh-huh. they are always going back. Uh, uncharted 2 versus uncharted 3 <laughs> they're always <laughs> going back and forth about that because uh because Aust- austin is the uncharted 3 fan and everybody else is the uncharted 2 fan but logan and austin just get into it <laughs> and it's the it's the mega man 2 versus mega man 3 battle yeah as a matter you know i'll i'll, I'll say this and then we need to get to the show i'll say yeah. this about <laughs> mega man 2 versus mega man 3 i love mega man 2 but i but i feel like mega man 3 is a more immersive adventure mm-hmm yeah yeah, yeah, uh, and also, and 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 I also feel like Mega Man Three has the best music between the two games, and that's hard to say because Mega Man Two, uh, Mega Man Two soundtrack is fire. It is, dude. <laughs> it literally is. 
and I go, I go back some some years. I feel like Mega Man Three is the game. Mega, then I play Mega Man Two and be like, "Good night." No level <laughs> can compare to this Dragon level mm-hmm. jumping, and the music is just like, man, I, it's a back and forth with me. But yeah, because I'm sorry, Leron, you know how I feel about Uncharted Two, but Uncharted Three, I, I'm with. Um, you know, often. <laughs> yeah. And I and. Uh, Okay, yeah, let's get into it because we could talk. We could talk all about. Yeah, this. let's do. Let's let's do this. <laughs> we we had this was the Monster Hunter discussion last time when we talked about Monster Hunter. Day, we went to a whole other mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. I cannot wait for that movie. I'm so I'm I'm do literally excited to see the Monster Hunter movie. Me too. Me too. Um, you uh, I will say this though, man. Everybody listens to our recaps, though. I know, I know, they're always entertained. Everyone listens to the the recaps that you and I have done. They uh-huh. they got to be entertained. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. And yes, everybody. I'm still gonna go see the Uncharted movie. I didn't even know they was doing one. Actually, they, they've been that movie's been that movie's been a thing since Uncharted Two was out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um. Because the yeah. fan made one was good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But um. But yeah, the Uncharted two, the Uncharted movie, has been an idea and a concept since 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 after Uncharted two released, and um, it's grown worthy because it started off with Mark Wahlberg being Drake, mm-hmm. and that was already getting people rolling their eyes, and the game had been changing so many producers and so many developers and stuff like that. Now we're like, okay, we haven't heard we haven't heard anything from it at all. Until just now, everybody's like, "Oh, that's still a thing." We thought they had canceled that, abandoned that project, right? Because I think also because I think Gears and Halo, the movie, the movie adaptation, like the real life movie adaptation, I think they're still in production. Probably, Mark. Probably. But yes, everybody, we are going to be talking about Resident Evil, all six movies. Um. We tr- we we're doing something different with this recap. Um, if you've seen the movies, you already know what they're all about. But uh, in this episode, we're going to actually be talking about our uh, three best moments each from each movie. So I have three moments from the first from the first to the last and LeBron has three good moments from the first to the last. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna to touch a little bit on the ending and then uh, we're gonna get uh, give our final. Uh, movie rating, uh, like how we will like rank them, and then uh, give our recap rating. You have your hat, Lara. Are you I ready? Do. I do. Yeah. I have my. I have my hat. I actually was looking for. Um, I've been looking for PlayStation stuff and X more Xbox stuff, uh, and I cannot find it. I like. I, I had a. I had a Legend of Zelda hat, and it was a nice one. It, it had the. It had the. It had the entire like the Legend of Zelda emblem that we know we yeah. know of now, not the Triforce one, the other one. The one that looks like the one that looks like the 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 the, the design from his shield. It, it had that one. I cannot Ooh. find. I can't find that hat anywhere though. I, I'm like, man, one of my roommates must have stole it or something. Well, let's get into uh, Resident Evil. So um, this is the first movie that started out, um, and I'm going to get just jump right into my first uh, my three good moments that I love. Um, the fight in the monster chamber. So when like Michelle Rodriguez and the team they go down and they start seeing all the zombies. Um, I kind of like the continuity of the one bald headed doc uh, scientist when he hit the axe 
uh, and that little <laughs> piece of glass came out. Uh-huh. But then you see the fight, he still got the axe with him. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's I'm like, oh, okay. So, th- you know, and everything with that. Um, and then just fighting and everything. I, I thought that was so cool. Um, of course, Alice Wall kicking the dog. <laughs> I thought that, that's <laughs> uh-huh. that shot is so good in that yes. movie. I really love it. And last but not least, the co opened up the movie uh, with everybody getting. You know, oh, how, in the in the, in the facility, and when um when when it went down, yes. Um, uh, and what I kind of noticed was just like, and this is something that happens also later on that we're gonna talk about is that when he broke the uh when he broke the vial in the air of the uh of the virus came on, I was just like, okay, so air is the thing that once it gets into your body through the air. Uh, I guess you turn into a zombie and stuff, or you start talking, turn it into, or it, it felt like it took effect after they got all got killed. I feel so, like, oh, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was airborne, like it, like it starts off extremely airborne and then like it dies out quickly in the air, and then whoever's come into contact with it, you know, from, from its small time of being airborne. Like that's yeah. how it happens. That's that's like this way the I think the movie was um was introducing it because like in the games I don't think they ever introduced airborne. If it's airborne, we we we're all screwed. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Laron, what is your three? Okay. Um my three moments um were definitely definitely um when when Alice starts regaining her like fighting skills, like so she's getting that, that muscle memory, let's say. Yeah. And and so, like, when she, like, just straight bodied that dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, she jumped in the air and whirlwind kicked that dude. <laughs> he flipped all the way to the glass. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah, right after that, the dogs. That was, that was, that was a crazy scene. Because, uh, oh, like, yeah, okay, we know, we know you can, we know you can fight. We know you're a badass, Wonder Woman. But then when she got the gun and she just capped all those dogs. <laughs> yes. That was good, and of course the finisher where she did the wall run and she drop kicked the dog. That was that was a good one. My other my my other one that stands out for this movie was um was technically it was the ending the the end of the movie right you know when right after they had been captured her and Matt had been captured yeah and she wakes up in the hospital the hospital scene like that was that was wonderful that was wonderfully done in my opinion. It definitely set up this atmosphere that, in my opinion, looking back at it now, because I just recently watched the movie again, I've watched this movie a million times. Looking at it now, it was like it was like they were telling you a sequel's coming. That's the way I feel. It was like the with the way the with the way that with the way Resident Evil ended, it was almost like they were telling you, "Get ready, there's another movie coming." Yes, that final shot was just them zooming out and she's standing there. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't it look I'm like for did, this. didn't it look like the the intro to Resident Evil Three from the old yes. Resident Evil Three Nemesis from the old PS One when they yes. when they when they did a zoom in of the of the streets where after all the cops have been you know like bowled over by zombies and stuff and it's just chaos and craziness. It, it reminded me of that. Uh, what was your third one? That was the third one. That would you, her waking up in the hospital and, and getting out. Uh, what, you did the zombie kick. 
Okay, the, first, I mean, the, the first moment was when she regained her fighting skills and uh-huh. she and she bodied that dude. And then okay. right after that was the dog scene. Oh, okay. The dog yeah. scene was the second. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so at the ending of it, Laurent uh, kind of says it. Um, uh, clear, Alice, uh, uh, who's our main character, um, she wakes up in this facility. And she got all of these pins and stuff. Connected to where she takes it out and it hurt. It looks like oh, it looks like all of that hurt. And I'm just like ah. Mm-hmm. Um, she ends up walking out and she sees in Raccoon City that it is under you know under all of this uh, contrast catastrophe and stuff. And she turns around and it zooms out and it kind of leads up to Resident Evil Two. Yeah. So and uh, props to that. Props to that by the way that they that they did it in a way that it all takes place in Raccoon. At the same time that technically the Spencer Mansion stuff was happening in the original mm-hmm. Resident Evil game. Yes, yes. So uh, we get to Resident Evil 2. And Laron, uh, I'm going to start with you. Oh, um, boy. There are three moments from Resident Evil 2. And this is uh, um, not Afterlife, uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, Resident Evil 2 Apocalypse. Just just do a quick setup. Uh Basically, it's 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 basically. I think I think they said it was like ten days after mm-hmm. the situation of Resident Evil or the first movie. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm chewing on something. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and basically, um, Umbrella Corporation knows about the outbreak. They know about the situation at the Hive, the facility that they were stuck in, in the first movie. Yes, and which, so. Which- which I, mm-hmm. would I say, if that got turned into a video game, I would play it. The first Resident Evil movie. If that, if that, if, like, being in the hive, you mean? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I can see that, actually. Oh, okay, but go on. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, so, so Umbrella's, Umbrella's starting to liquidate their assets and stuff. They're moving out there, they're moving out their top scientists and stuff, and they're getting ready to basically wash their hands of, of the whole Raccoon City incident. So, so it's, so the movie starts off the movie starts off that, you know, um, we technically we meet Jill Valentine, which is our link to the video games. Yes. <laughs> After, you know, that's our first link in the series. Because I, I, I'm not counting Raccoon City as an actual link because, you know, it made sense that it would take place in Raccoon City. But to see an actual character show up, you know, that was good. Uh, but uh, so basically it's now it's now all about getting out of the, getting out of Raccoon City, you know, because the outbreak is here. Uh, mm-hmm. My three my three moments. Uh, uh, Jill's opener. <laughs> Oh, the police station. Yes. Yeah, that was that was that was one because you know she just uh she was at home. She had her she had her police radio on and she's hearing about all the calamity going on and she hears the and she hears the she hears the SOS saying all off duty uh all off duty officers please report back to the precinct and she immediately just goes into action and she she strolls up in her re- in her classic Resident Evil three outfit and stuff and she just yeah. walks in the police station and starts starts capping all all zombies and, and getting absolute headshots too. I mean yes. I mean where was this Jill Valentine at in Resident Evil one the game? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Last I checked, all she was good for was unlock was using a lockpick. <laughs> but uh, but props. Of unlocking. But props to Sienna Guillory for playing that role because I mean she actually she actually very much resembled Jill Valentine from the game, you know, uh, in, in her look in the movie. So that was my that was my fir- 
That was my yeah, first. Shout out, to the, shout out to the makeup team to, to get that look. Yeah. They had to. They literally had to spend time getting that hair or wig together to get that makeup to get the costume. They mm-hmm. spent time with that, and I'm, I appreciate that. That's yeah. That's oh, go ahead. Uh, my second, my second favorite, uh, my 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 second, my my second moment that I that I really enjoyed in the movie was uh, Alice's first encounter with Nemesis. Uh, when yes. when at, when they get ambushed while they're while at that point they're trying to find uh, 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 Angelica Ashford, who is a little girl who's a daughter of one of Umbrella's chief scientists. That uh, he sends he finds a bunch of people who are still surviving in the city, and, and he and he sends them on a mercy mission to try and find his daughter because she's missing, and um and so they get ambushed by Nemesis. And um and as and and as soon as Alice gets uh gets gets Jill um and a couple other people that are that are with her out of the way she realizes it's Nemesis and, but at the same time Umbrella is monitoring the situation with Nemesis and everything and they're like okay this is what we all came here for Project Alice versus Nemesis and that was a and, and even though technically it wasn't really a fight it was more like it was more like who's gonna outwit the other one. Yes, it was a good encounter because it actually showed. It actually, it actually gave us an idea of what's going on with Alice. Because early in the movie, we saw after she woke up from the hospital and she was trying to recover, like there was something going on with her body, like her, like she was, she was, quote unquote, mutating. But, uh, but it was being contained, you know, to a point where she wasn't losing her humanity per se. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that that was a favorite moment because like we actually got to see, we got to see Alice flex, we got to see Nemesis flex, and you know, it was it was pretty good. Um, my uh, my third mo- moment from the uh, movie that uh, that I'm going to use on this show is um is actually that whole the whole last part when they were tr- when they were trying to get out of Raccoon City. Yes. And, uh, actually, no, no, no. I take it back. No, no, no. After after the after um after Umbrella wipes out Raccoon City and it looks and and we don't we don't know what happened to like the to like the people who had gotten out of the city at that point which was which was uh Alice Carlos uh Carlos Oliveira uh Jill Valentine uh LJ Mike Epps character and uh and Angie like they're the only ones that make it so they rescue a the little girl and everything um uh, but but a basically a nuke hits Raccoon City which you know that's historic you know the game happened in the game too uh and it looks like, and we don't know what happened to those, to them, um, but we know that somehow Umbrella recovers uh, Alice Alice's body, who they think is who, they, who who we think is dead, but they either revive her or they basically reanimate her and stuff. And so when they're sitting there trying, we're basically trying to query her and find out what she all, what all she knows. When she when she gets her wits back about her, and she's mm-hmm. like, I, I, "My name is Alice, and I remember everything." That scene was just just phenomenal, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, uh, she Mila Jovovich demands love and respect. Like she commands on the scene. Mm-hmm. That's why. Oh, she, if she does all of this good stuff in Muscle Hunter, I'd be like, I might. Well, I might get a triple. I might be like, yes, trick, yes. <laughs> I might scream it out loud. <laughs> like what the world? But uh, my Resident Evil Two moments is, of course, the church fight in Motorcycle C. <laughs> Bunkers. That and movie was, that was crazy. Oh. As crazy as this is, it's the it's one of the I think one of like the best choreographed scenes and edited scenes and stuff. Like you know, getting the liquor to where the uh the cross is at, then shooting the cross and then it's flat. Uh, Alice coming in with the motorcycle, like 
and it's funny because I've been talking about playing Final Fantasy VII on PS4, and I got I've been, I got past the uh, motorcycle part. The motorcycle and I was scene. just like, yeah, and I was just like, ah, oh, gee, I'm like, oh, Alice, Resident Evil Two movie, yes, <laughs> and just that whole section is so good to really set yep. it off. Yep. Um, my second one is the reporter getting eaten by the little kids. Ooh, that was <laughs> that was hardcore. That was hardcore, but you know what? It, but you know, honestly, it wouldn't be a Resident... And that's something they hadn't even done in Resident Evil itself. They'd never done that in the games where kids were infected. They'd never done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, closest, the closest we got was in the Resident Evil 2 remake with, uh, with Kendo's little girl. That's the, but That was the closest we ever got to that. But they had never really done that before. So that was... That was crazy to watch. <laughs> it, it, cause it, well, it's so ironic and funny because it's just like oh, she's trying to get a story. <laughs> yeah, because like she, she's trying to get her story, her big break. And it, it's the shot where the kids are eating her. Her camera is recording yeah, her. The camera's recording it, it. You know, and it's just like, okay, she got her big break, but not in the way that she. Uh, she, got, she got a break. <laughs> <laughs> a, a final break, you know? <laughs> and the last but not least, uh, Nikolai being a hero so he could get killed off by the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that whole after after that that whole scene uh, t- her turning up the heat and uh, Alice throwing in the cigarette, uh, <laughs> catching them on fire with the dogs. That and one I, was, really and I just I just love the little the little dance that her that Alice and Jill were having the entire movie because Jill's like, look, I'm good, but I'm not that good. Who the hell are you? <laughs> and it's kind of just like, don't really worry about it. I I know this. It's just like uh, that graveyard scene, that graveyard fight was was just like, where where did all of these Michael Jackson thriller zombies come from? For, yeah, hell? first first of all, I'm like, is this is this well at the you know at the time you know well. In the here and now, it's like, is this Resident Evil or is this The Walking Dead? Because you know, like these guys are already dead. They said they technically should not be getting up out the grave. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I thought I thought the I thought the T virus worked on fresh kills, not not something that's been dead and buried for for years. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So at the end of it, Laurent, like Laurent said, uh, Raccoon City gets bombed um, or nuked, and um, the plane kind of crashes, goes down, um, and we're left with trying to find out what happened to the characters. And uh, Alice wakes up in another facility, and she breaks herself out and everything. And it's such oh, a also, cool. Oh, and we also okay. meet a, we also meet a new character that's going to show up continuously in later films, uh, Doctor Isaacs. Yes, him. So we get to uh, Resident Evil 3, which is um, Resident Evil Extinction um, to the, uh, for that one. And uh, my it, three... Oh, go it's, ahead. My, it's my least liked film, so please go first. Okay, so... Uh, oh, yeah, because I had you go uh, first. But I'll go first. I could, I could do that. Um, so uh, my, uh, my three is uh, Ashanti. When I seen the Shanti in the movie, I got happy. I love the Shanti. Nurse Betty. Uh, she is sexy as ever. Okay, okay. I, you know what? You know what? Ashanti is sexy, but I was still like, why? Why? Why are you here? <laughs> that hey, was my thing. Like, why are you? I think this was her first acting role, maybe. But I, I, think like, it, I, I believe it was. I believe it she, was. She knocked it out the park, like, and not we talked about. It. I was just like, I want to see more of her. Like, she is good. It, it felt, it felt natural. 
You know, mm-hmm. like she was just being herself, but she was still acting. I I enjoyed her. Yeah, she she could get it. We we have we have a list uh, <laughs> of who could get it, and who can't. Uh, but uh, I mean, pretty much who can, who can't get it. Um, yes, Michelle Rodriguez can't get it. Now that I'm thinking about it, after talking to you, Lorana, thinking about it, I'm just like, dang it, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez can't get it. Actually, you know what? I just looked it up. I just looked up Ashanti's uh, acting credits, and she's been she's been in film since 1992. Oh, really? She was in Malcolm X. I never see Malcolm X. And you know what? Yeah, she has been in a few movies because um I've seen some of these movies. Um, she was in John Tucker Must Die. She was one of the cheerleaders. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that because I, ah. I love I love those teenage movies from from back in the. From back in the nineties and the and the mm-hmm. and the um and the in the two thousands, she's been in some movies. Oh, okay. Maybe it's be- hmm. uh, uh, yes, yes. Um, the Vega, uh, the Vegas fight. I don't know why I put Vega. Um, the Vegas fight. Jill loaded up the shotgun. Uh, kill. Oh no, that was Claire. Not that was Jill. Claire. Yeah, when uh, there are the zombies coming up and she's uh. Loading up the shotgun and everything, and the zombie cuts that she put it under his head and blows his head off, and everything. It's just knocking everybody out. And then at the end, she goes, "Ah!" <laughs> I was just like, "Okay, clear." Uh, but I love that fight. Um, and last but not least, um, Carlos' sacrifice. Oh, it's non-cynical. And the reason why I say that is just like what, like. I didn't realize, and I had to look at it again, that uh, Alice kisses him and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, he's affected. Why are you kissing him? Is that like a transfer? I'm like, oh, it's Alice. That that makes sense and everything. <laughs> uh, and so with him going in to sacrifice himself and, and, and everything, I'm like, oh, okay. I understand. But it was that kiss thing that was just like, this doesn't make no sense. But then I thought off. about it. Like, yeah. So uh, those are my three moments. All right, uh, I have to dig for this one because uh, I think my three moments. Um, uh, okay, well, I know for sure. Um, I need to I need, let me go in order of the film. Uh, one of my favorite moments in the film was when um, was when she got lured into a trap by those by basically these these vagrants. Um, Alice, mm-hmm. I'm Alice gets lured into the trap, lured in the trap by these vagrants because at this point the earth is deteriorating. Like the T virus, the T virus has pretty much proliferated the entire the entire globe. And um and you know at this point, you know, like like rivers and stuff are drying up and stuff. The ecosystem is dying and things like that. And so Alice is in Alice is in is she's kind of in feral mode at this point. She's 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 being a survivor, but she's also keeping an eye out for other survivors, you know, things like that. And so she gets lured into a trap by some people who hold up in a um, in a radio station. And uh and of course, you know, like when you come when we come to find out that you know that you know, like this is all a trick to lure people there, probably, probably rape and pillage, and you know, like, mm-hmm. loot, and you know, loot them and stuff like that. You know, the fight scene that ensues there is pretty badass because because these people these people had dogs locked up, the the zombie dogs locked up in the um in, in a certain part of the radio station, and when yeah. Alice and when Alice gets out of hand, they're like release those dogs and stuff like that, and 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 basically the the turnabout from releasing those dogs is just it was just was just it was it was sweet. It was sweet just seeing, you know, like, hey, y'all some deplorable people play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Exactly. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. My um 
my next my next hallmark scene for the movie is probably is probably right when Alice hooks up with Claire and Carlos and the gang and stuff like that because at that point they're getting attacked by a bunch of uh by a bunch of uh, zombified uh, uh, crows and stuff yeah. and they're being over their caravans being overwhelmed and Alice whose powers have been continuing to manifest since the middle of the Resident Evil Two movie and then and then going into overdrive from what they did right at the end of the Resident Evil Two movie they all it all comes now has these crazy psionic tech abilities and stuff like that as a matter of fact. In my opinion, she was basically the movie's version of Wesker, except not evil. Ah, now thinking about it, yeah. 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 The, the only thing I can say different is Wesker had that super speed, but he had, but basically everything else that he had in the games was basically mm-hmm. what she had in the movies. Um, uh, so, but yeah, when, um, when the uh, caravan's getting overwhelmed and there's this way too many birds and stuff, like one like one person gets attacked, like right, because he is on top of like a blowtorch flamethrower type thing. And, um, and he gets overwhelmed, and the and the flames and the flames are going everywhere, and, and it looks like it's about to hit Carlos and this girl that he's protecting. And Alice comes out. Alice shows up because she saw all the birds going crazy over over the horizon. She shows up and she rescues him. But not only does she rescues uh, Carlos and the girl, she obliterates all the um all the all the crows by starting a firestorm with her powers from that blowtorch. And yeah, that was actually a really slick scene. It was it was it was well animated and stuff like that. And um, and I enjoyed that scene. And then my um, and then my third scene, my third scene is actually her fight against Doctor Isaacs in the Umbrella facility, uh, because Doctor Isaacs, Doctor Isaacs, you know, playing around and trying to think that he can that he can domesticate and weaponize the zombies even further. He messes around and gets bit by one of his new zombie creations and stuff. And and this and this new this new type of bite. Is more virulent than the other than the other uh, zombie in, uh, incidents before, and he can and he can't even shoot him up with enough uh, anti uh, anti toxin to reverse to reverse the infection of the T virus, and he winds up becoming a tyrant. And just that whole fight between her uh, Alice with her with her sonic abilities and uh, and and uh, and him as a tyrant and everything that was a cool fight. But I did like I did like how she got an assist at the last moment. I did love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so at the end of it, um, Claire and the remaining survivors head towards Alaska, while Alice stays behind to confront Isaac. While searching the facility for Isaac, she discovers that after Alice deflects, uh, uh, defeats Isaac, uh, she contacts Umbrella and warns them that she is coming for them and that she will be bringing friends with her to fight them. Not just, not just warns them. She warns Chairman Wesker. Which that that was his first appearance. <laughs> yes, yes. So we get into Resident Evil Afterlife, which is just the fourth movie. Um, and Lebron, I'm gonna let you go ahead and start this okay. one. Okay, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Four Afterlife basically takes basically takes uh, takes it takes place not too not too far after the events of Resident Evil Three Extinction, where Alice is giving her giving her warning that hey, I'm coming for you guys and stuff like that. So uh, so now we're in Tokyo, and first. First moment is also the opening of the movie. Freaking, uh, they they called her they called her the J-pop girl. They, that's how that's how she's credited in the um, in the movie mm-hmm. the J-pop girl. That scene was tight because like you're seeing. Can I, can I tell you that's on my list too? <laughs> <laughs> I that ish, that Japanese intro, all the slow motion, the rain, the color, the, the rain, look. Yeah, I was just like, yes, I'm here for so, this. It was I knew so I was stylish. here for something. It was so stylish. Um. Yeah, 
but the uh but yeah the that scene and you know like it's basically the opening credits of the scene but it sets up like what hap- what's been happening around the rest of the world because like basically you you, you see homegirls he's out there standing in the rain in the in the middle of the crosswalk <laughs> You know, and everybody's walking around here, but this one dude had to be looking her in her face. (laughs) Are you okay? And next thing you know, you know, she's got a mouthful of his neck. (laughs) (sighs) Um, my um, my next my next scene off of that was um was (sighs) when when her and Claire. We're trying to figure out what happened to everybody with uh, with, with Project Arcadia, mm-hmm. and they were still they were in the plan that um, that Alice had, had had picked up in between movies and stuff like that, and uh, and that landing on top of the built on top of the on top of the prison, that yeah that, that landing that was crazy, um, yeah because basically like some survivors are holed up in in a prison with other prisoners too, but you know they were holed up in the prison and stuff like that. And uh, and Alice is running out of fuel, and 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 she's like, "We gonna land whether whether they like it or not." Exactly. So that whole that whole scene, that whole scene was cool. And um and the scene and my third moment was um it, it's funny because I I think Resident Evil I I said Resident Evil three is my is my least like film, but Resident Evil four in my opinion was also a little bit of a stinker, but I enjoyed it a little bit more. My main problem with Resident Evil four though was um the fact that you know like. This was in the heyday of freaking 3D movie of, of the 3D movie craze that was yeah. going on. So every yeah. action every action scene had to have like two minutes worth of slowdowns because uh because because when the zombies finally overrun the prison and they're on the top floor and they have to get off and stuff like that like when um like when Alice like when Alice basically like runs and jumps off and to zip line off of the off of the building stuff yeah it's another slow mo moment but that whole fight was was pretty was pretty awesome plus the fact one of my favorite characters shows up for for the for the uh for the movie franchise shows up because i love boris kojo as luther west i love yes him. i love him he was so good mm-hmm. yeah uh well uh mine is of course the addison uh claire shower fight uh when they're fighting the Ooh, uh good one the, i the slow motion the sliding with the water with the shotgun underneath them coming By up the way by the way, why have we never gotten that shotgun weapon in any of the Resident Evil games? I have not one idea. She, the, must, she must be a menace at freaking laundromats. <laughs> yes, because this shoots out quarters. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Like, uh, it's, it, it's, it shredded, it shredded that executor Magini's head. <laughs> and, and, and anyone that knows. And anyone knows that character from the game? That's basically Resident Evil's version of of, uh, of Pyramid Head. Yes, and, and that weapon ripped through him like he was like paper mache. Uh, I I man, if this is a crazy thing about it, it's just like I know it's action packed, but yeah, it was so sexy and sensual. I was just like, I love the water hitting both of these women. I I would take them down or let them do naughty things to me. Uh, but this fight is so. <laughs> So good to survive. Like it, it was. Good, it so is a good, good. fight. Yes. Um. I that mentioned also that. Had, that also had okay. That's had the most brutal kill too, because um, because because the home dude got cleaved in half by that axe. Oh yeah. And he got cleaved in half in the worst way. He got cleaved from like the shoulder across his body down. Uh, Oof. 
Yes. Uh, I didn't like the, the shoes, though. The shoes were so cosplay. I'm like, oh, these <laughs> shoes are like some Cuphead, Mickey Mouse-like furry costume shoes. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned the intro, the, uh, the Japanese scene. And of course, without a shadow of a doubt, all the addresses coming for them uh, after the title goes, after that intro, she, uh, she looks hot with slick hair like that. And those Nin- suits. Ninja, Ninja Assassin Al- Alice. Ooh. Uh, like I said, I might be by, but yeah, she 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 was go- It's like it's like they knew they were going to Japan, so they had to get samurai swords. All of them. <laughs> I just I I yeah 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 I just love that like she was uh, like yeah yeah just yeah um so uh, after the fight gets to the last part uh alice transmits the message to survivors calling them to the tanker because they land on the tanker and they defeat wesker um and hopes to create a new and true safe haven as the film closes a fleet of umbrella corp- uh, corporation gunships led by valentine prepares to lead an assault on the survivors um, so, and this when we get into Resident Evil Retribution, um, and I'm definitely going to let, let you start with this one. Thank you, because Resident Evil Retribution is one of my favorites in, in the whole series. Like, like it, it actually made up for it actually made up for the for the lack of excitement I had in Resident Evil Extinction and Resident Evil uh, Afterlife. Uh, but uh, wait, yeah, Retribution. So, yeah, so my top three my top three moments the first one of my top three moments is actually the opener because uh the opener the opener is the actual first scene of the movie but it starts but it's in reverse yes that and was a was, cool shot you know what here's what i will say because um actually actually did, did ws anderson direct that one i need to look them up real fast uh the resident evil movies um um Let's see. Retribution was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Here's one thing I'm going to say about that. You know, a lot of people get upset, you know, about Paul W.S. Anderson and, 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 and his brand and, and his brand because of Resident Evil and stuff like this. But you know what? This guy has been directing video game movies for a long time. As a matter of fact, yeah. he's one of the reasons why we have video game movies, because the first video game movie I can think of is Mortal Kombat. And he directs yes. that movie. And it's good. Like I yeah. still could watch Mortal Kombat today, and of course Kano's hot as ever. But I still could watch that movie and thoroughly enjoy it. You cannot deny LeBron that he is hot. I, I didn't say anything. All, 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 all I know is Mortal Kombat 11's Kano is off the fucking chain. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, ugh, you know, not the not turn this into sexy talk or anything, but he can hate crime me, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. <laughs> And the bad thing about it is I would bring the bail money out to get him out so that he could do it to me. But anyway, we're talking about... <laughs> oh, God. Megan's going to kill us. <laughs> She'll be fine. All right. But, but yeah, but going back to, like, Paul W.S. Anderson. Paul W.S. Anderson is not a bad director, so I don't understand why so many people just get so... Maybe it's because they just have Resident Evil fatigue and stuff like that. But 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 Paul W S Anderson has a very good a very good in my opinion. He might not be one of the best directors, but he has a damn good you know like 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 pedigree you know for movies and stuff like that. Uh, more, like I said, Mortal Kombat, Event Horizon, Soldier, 
he did the first Alien. He did directed the first Alien versus Predator, which was not a bad movie. If y'all no. if y'all if y'all have a problem with Alien versus Predator, come come find me at exodus eight zero three on Twitter. We'll so have a conversation. So I didn't go see that movie, um, but I did rent it, and I was mm-hmm. just like, I love this. Like good from, movie. It's so good. It's it's good popcorn, movie. It's popcorn fun, but like this is this is what I want the alien predator to be. Like they're hunting each other, but they are deadly, and they will kill any human in the right. best way. Yeah. Like it's good. It was a good. It was a good movie. He didn't direct. He didn't direct uh, this movie, but he he produced a movie called Pandorum. That's a good movie. I love. I love sci-fi. I love sci-fi horror movies. Pandorum. Oh, Pandorum was where um was it had a uh, it had a uh, Dennis it had Dennis Quaid in it, and a couple other people that uh, that I I, I once I think Tony Jaw was in it too. I, I think, but um. Oh, now it, I gotta watch this. I gotta find it. Was it Tony Jaw? No, 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 no. Kung Lei. That's who it was. I don't know why I confused him with Tony Jaa. I guess it's because like some of the some of the martial arts stuff they did seemed very yeah. similar. But on um, Pandorum, basically, uh, basically a deep uh, a deep space a deep space vessel that's that's transporting humanity to a new planet. Something goes awry, and they technically wind up lost in space. And people mm-hmm. and people are waking up from from like hypersleep and finding out that there's something on the ship with them. Oh yeah, then I need to watch this. It was a, it was a good movie, you know, like uh How like, did I miss this? Yeah, uh, I don't uh, you know, I don't know. Like uh it could have been one of those situations where, you know, like it's just one of those movies that just did just flew under your radar because it didn't seem like anything. Um cuz it came okay. out it, it cuz it came out in 2009. But anyway, just going back to it though, like 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 Paul W.S. Anderson, I feel is a very good director. Yeah. Yes. He probably directs stuff that not a lot of people care about. But I mean, just looking at his just looking at his chops, you know, from from Mortal Kombat through to Resident Evil, through to Three Musketeers, Event Horizon, you know, and pretty soon Monster Hunter. I I, I'll I'm, take, just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. I'll watch his movies faster than I watch some of these other Buster's movies. All right, Obi Bo, because I was. About- uh, he's not. He's not the. If if the bar is the floor, he's 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 at the Earth's core. <laughs> he is not even at the foundation of the construction <laughs> of the floor, of the of the house. Like yeah. I might, I like I might give you a shovel because you you cast uh Jason Statham, and that's about it. Are you talking that, about you talking about in the name of the king that game yes. that movie? Oh yeah, just because it had Jason Statham and not, and that's my like uh, MCM. Um, okay, I wouldn't give Ubi Bo is the like <laughs> go watch that House of the Dead movie. Oh no no, like, no 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 watch Alone in the Dark. <laughs> I said oh good movie. Right. I might, I might have Twitter on fire if I watch that with the commentary. <laughs> I might be like, you know what? I can't even do this on Twitter. I'm about to get a straight audio uh, commentary and just put it out for optional opinion. Be like, y'all need to hear this. Hold on, hold on. Do you have, do you have an iPhone or do you have a uh, uh, an Android? I have an Android. Oh, I was hoping you had an iPhone because I was like, don't just, don't just lie to it. Do the vocal tweets because <laughs> only, only iOS has vocal tweets. Oh. <laughs> Oh, all right. So Resident Evil Five, uh, like I said, my first moment is the actual opening scene because, like I said, it's the actual first fight scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, start, but they, but the, but for the credits, it's in reverse, and it's so, and it's so awesome because they, they started, they started at the point where, where by the time the credits end, 
the scene actually goes in forward motion and you get right back to where you started at. It, it, except now you're going from backwards to uh, from instead of going backwards, you're going forward. And that was just, that was a crazy scene because it picks up right at the end of Resident Evil Four when um when Jill is coming in with a bunch of uh, umbrella commandos. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh and and. And Jill's wearing the the purple. I'm just gonna call it the purple cat suit because it didn't look the same as it did from Resident Evil Five. Uh, the um, the lost the lost memories uh, 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 DLC. It uh-huh. didn't look like, it didn't look like the same outfit. It, 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 in my opinion, um, but the idea yeah, of it, it was had, going yeah. for it. Yeah. It has it has similarities, but it didn't look exactly like it. So I just call it the purple cat suit. But yeah, like at this point, we know we know from whatever went on between Resident Evil Two to Resident Evil Five. Like obviously, Jill has been captured by Umbrella, and she's been and she's been experimented on stuff at, 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 by at, by this point. And Jill's leading the Jill's leading the goon squad of Umbrella people trying to take back Project Arcadia, which was which was the ship that. Basically, they were they were they were they were they were rounding 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 up uh, survivors uh, from the um, from the outbreak, and yeah. doing experiments on them. So this was part this was part mission to take back the ship, but it was also another mission to capture Project Alice and um, and also um, and also and also take out Chris and Claire Redfield. Uh, so yeah, so a lot of stuff happened. It was a heavy scene, man. She still had her shotgun. I loved it. Uh, she, was yes. bring, she was bringing down helicopters. She was bringing down those. Uh, I I forget what I forget what those those helicopters are called, but man, she was bringing them down, and man, it was crazy. Uh, I yeah, loved it. Whatever, whatever actually happened to Chris after uh, the fourth movie? We have no idea. We have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, second scene. Kind of a throwback to the to the opening to the end of Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil One, the opening of Resident Evil Two. Alice wakes up again <laughs> in some <laughs> room with, with, with a with a with a with a paper gown on, <sighs> and um and she breaks out of the facility, and why is she in the streets of Tokyo? <laughs> but not just the streets of Tokyo. The reason why I love this scene though is because J-pop girl comes back. <laughs> Yes, and, <laughs> and this, you know what? I think I really think they they shot that thing twice and the same day. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I remember reading the interview. Um, because it was right for Resident Evil Five release. I remember them doing the interview. As a matter of fact, yeah, they were doing the interview and they were interviewing some of the cast and crew, and they actually interviewed uh, J-pop girl. She was in an interview. And she was and she was talking about how it was it was great that she was able to come back and redo that scene for them for the oh, new wow. movie. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 she was fangirling about the fact that she got to meet Mila Jovovich at, you know, during the filming of that movie because she didn't meet her in the filming of Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and and that scene is cool too because you know Alice is out there and all the people start walking around and stuff and 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 J-pop girl bumps into her <laughs> and it uh. was like and, and it was funny because because Alice had a look on her face like wait I know what this is <laughs> uh, and that whole and that whole fight scene then scene, man, whole, yeah I it was it was so kill billish in yeah. a sense. But it was just like I love all of this, and uh, and I and, and you know what we know we know we know that Mila Mila Jovovich and Paul W S Anderson are, are are married. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, this was like his fantasy scene because she was in that leather outfit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and her hair was fierce. <laughs> <sighs> 
I'm 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 sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Paul Anderson. That uh, your wife is my husband. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> say. <laughs> your wife is my husband. That's not. I've I've been a fan of Mila Jovovich back when she was a model. You know, and so like the first movie I think she was in was a, was The Fifth Element, mm-hmm. and I've just been a fan ever since. Uh, the um my third moment from the movie was um my third moment from the, from the movie, and this is probably your your moment from the movie too. The fight scene with on uh, at, with the submarine. Yes, yes, that was. That was, you know, that I, I hate to say it, that was pure fan service. You know, Jill Valentine versus Alice. That was, oh. that was pure fan service. I will yeah. say, I will say, honorable mention though was two Michelle Rodriguez's two reigns in the movie with two different personalities. You had one that was a soccer mom, and you had one that was a commando, and it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. loved it. Yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, my best friend probably loved it too because Michelle Rodriguez is his it girl. Like, so he, he was mad that he, of course he was mad that both of them died. <laughs> and then, you know what? I will say this. Michelle Rodriguez, like, man, she, I, if, if she, if she enjoyed her role the first time around the first movie, she definitely enjoyed this role because man, she was a, she was an she ab- was sinister. She was the badass that I, that I think they wanted her to be in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are my three. Those are, those are my three. I like when she cracked her neck. They're just like, "Come on, boy." She's like, like, she's like really did something." She's like, "Y'all can't, you can't kill me." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so my uh, my Resident Evil Five one, uh, seeing the old Raccoon team, like uh, seeing all of those three come back, that was a real big surprise. And I was just like, "Oh, that's cool. They brought them back." So I like that. Um, you mentioned Jill with the RE Five look uh, or the cat suit look. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. You know, just it was it was just a nice touch. I'm just like, oh, they pulling something from the game again. I'm like, that's cool. What's the was the game? I wonder if it was the game out before the movie came out. I think it was. No, no it was falling. It, it, no, no, the game like the movies always fall the games. Okay, so the like if if, if we're seeing anything in the games that kind of mirrors the movies, it's because the because uh, the, if we're seeing anything in the games in the movies that mirror the games, it's because the games have already been out. Like, um, okay. Yeah, Resident Evil. Yeah, Resident Evil Five. The movie was, I think, was out was out a, a year or so after the fifth game. Okay, so and we know for sure Resident Evil Six did not follow Resident Evil Six. The game, thank God. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, my last one is the Russian car chase <laughs> when they went so to Russia. That was a that was a hot scene. That yes. was a hot scene. Even though, man, those super liquors. Oh my God! Like, man, did, did Homeboy have? Did their did their tech guy have to go out that bad? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like Leon in this. I didn't like his wig or something. Just I didn't like, about just like actually, uh. actually, Leon and Barry didn't feel like a good fit at all for the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, now Edda Wong, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. You know, but, I wanted to see more of her. But but the one thing they did get right with the whole, with, with Leon though is like his whole his whole like 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 puppy dog thing for Ada. Oh right. <laughs> Cause man, when they were when they were when they were when they were getting out there, he tried to put his hand on he tried to put his hand on her hand, and she was <laughs> like, "You better get that away." <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, Valentine battles Alice while Rain fights Kennedy and Wes. Uh, Alice manages to remove the scrap, uh, the scarab device from Valentine, uh, returning her back to normal. Alice joins Kennedy in defeating Rain. Alice, Ada, Becky, Leon, and Valentine travel to Rescuer's base. Rescuer injects Alice with the T virus, returning her former superhuman powers in order to enact his plan. Then tells her that she is responsible for saving the remaining humans from extinction. Now, this is when we get into six, the final chapter, and I don't, I was confused by a whole bunch of stuff. The op- the way I do opened. have some of my final moments. So, um, the under the bridge fight when Alice gets captured and she's hanging on the rope, and <laughs> they're hitting her with the gun and everything, and then she grabs it. Uh, and what I love about that shot is that she does this ballerina uh thing while she's moving around the circle, just shooting everybody. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like a dance, uh-huh. but it's so cool. And then she shoots herself up, lands on another person, and starts shooting some more people. Um, setting all the f- zombies on fire in the stronghold at the bottom. So when all those zombies come in that circle room and all that fire goes down and they all uh, die uh, with that. And then uh, I'm going to say the last part. Uh, I'm going to let you go. Oh, you're going to save your, you're going to save your third moment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My, um, my three picks for the movie um, was, uh, was her first battle against, I don't know what those creatures are called, but they were first, they were first introduced in the Resident Evil 6 game. Those bat mm-hmm. creatures, you know, even, and we yeah. saw, and, and we saw hints of them at the end of Resident Evil, of Resident Evil, 5, uh, Resident Evil 5. We saw hints of them. Oh, and by the way, Wesker tricked them because, uh, he never gave her powers back. It was, it was all just, it was all just a ruse to like set her up for a trap where he actually betrayed all of them, which sucked because, w- which sucked. He betrayed them, which means we lost Jill, we lost Ada, we lost Leon, we lost we lost Becky, the little girl that she that she rescued. Yeah, that was that was sad. That it, it was it was like it was like how people felt like going from the second Aliens to Alien Three. Yes. Yeah, that was that. Ugh, that was bad. But uh, but yeah, that that first scene where she was fighting that big that big creature and she was driving the jeep and everything. That was that was a good that was a good fight. Um. The scene where the scene where and it was after your your favorite scene where they were where they were firebombing the zombies you know at the tower and stuff like that uh-huh. the scene the scene when they were when they had to evacuate the tower and they were being chased by those dogs and the dogs are completely mutated at this point they're yes they're 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 I, I feel like they were almost like shadow dogs at that point because man those things were crazy and they were they were <sighs> mutated they mutated more than the point where it was like are are these are these dogs or are these bears. <laughs> <laughs> That whole that whole scene was good, and plus the fact that you know the water didn't stop them at all. Exactly. <laughs> Just swimming along, doing that thing. I'm like, what the wait, huh? And uh, and and my third moment, my third moment actually is is not even a is not even a, a battle. Actually, my third moment is when we actually get to when. Okay, so basically, at at a certain point. When, when we realized that you know they were doing clones of Alice, and then we saw in Resident Evil Five. You know where where Umbrella had all these test subjects where they were basically clones of the other. You know some things start to add up. You know like okay, so like is Alice really an actual person? That was one of the things I was thinking for a while. You know, mm-hmm. and plus they were saying stuff about how like how like her how like she bonded with the T virus on a on a molecular level that was unlike any other test subject before and stuff like that. It felt like the writing was kind of on the wall. So a bittersweet moment from a bittersweet moment for me was learning about Alicia Marcus and then finding out that Alicia Marcus. 
Prius is alive and she's and she was the genetic material for Alice. That was uh, yeah. That was that was great. And then and then to add even more icing on that is the fact that the is that the the White Queen, the 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 actual the actual AI that controls Umbrella is yes. modeled after her younger version. That was that was amazing. And then of course Dr. Isaac's being a smart ass. He's like the three bitches are here at last. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so those those are my three. There's other moments in the film. I actually enjoyed Resident Evil Six, in, in my opinion. Like a lot of people were like, uh, the Resident Evil Six movie it, was a it, was a dud itself, but it but in my opinion, it's a good way to end the franchise. If that's the final yes. movie, it actually did what it was supposed to do. It, it tried to close up every loose end that it had up there. You know, there was of course a lot of stuff left behind. We had to we had to guess that, you know, like 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 Ada Jill and all them people were dead. We also had to we also had to figure out that Wesker was ba- Wesker basically I don't know. He he. We we we're past double and triple timing. What what, what was he like? Like what what what's what's seven time? What? <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, Wesker is just a snake. You know. Um. You like you like you like that actor Wesker. I like the first Wesker they had in Resident Evil Three. I like that guy. You know what? I, when we talked about it, I was just like, I couldn't tell the difference, and I think it was because of... Jason Jason O'Mara is beefier than what than 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 that guy that's playing than that guy that's played Wesker for the last three movies. I think it, I think the I think in Extinction seeing him closer up because only he's like a little bit further back. Uh, the other Wesker in three, and he's in the business meeting in the suit and stuff. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I see what he's going for and doing, but it, something didn't pop out. Seeing him in four, I was just like, he he really can't get it. I'm like, there was something. To, I'm like, I don't know. I think it was the voice. It's just like there was something. I think the close up in his voice was just like, oh yeah, he could, he definitely could get it. But I at at the time I couldn't tell. I literally thought. Oh, so that, you thought you thought they were the same person for the whole yes. the whole franchise? Okay, yes. now I, now when um when when he showed up in Resident Evil Four, like because you know like when um. When when the when the army of Alice was attacking the the facility mm-hmm. in Tokyo, I was like, "That's not the same Wesker." I I knew it right then. Ah, uh, go ahead. If you got animal missions for six, go ahead. You can talk. You can say. Oh, um, uh, one of my uh, well, my honorable mention is uh the entire Alice and Doctor Isaac's fight, even though technically, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's the other thing too. Like Dr. Isaacs had clones, Wesker had clones. As a matter of fact, the Wesker that double time th- that that two timed them in Resident Evil 5 was a clone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so yeah, there was clones everywhere because you know the premise was that Umbrella knew that they had effed up with the with the T virus. And then they turn around and they're like, you know what? We can still use it to our advantage because what we will do is we will we will we will take the affluent and the rich. Well, the affluent and rich are the same thing, but we'll take the affluent. The smart people will create and basically do a Noah's Ark thing. We'll create our, we'll, we'll recreate human society in our image, and so like anyone that anyone that was down with the plan, you know, went into cryo sleep, and that was one of the things that was unearthed in the movie. That you know, all these people were just waiting for like the world to get wiped out so they could start over and create the new human population and stuff like that. So. So yeah, so seeing the original Doctor Isaacs, the like, the, like, because like every other one was a clone. Seeing yeah. the original one, you know, and then he's got all these, he's got these bio, he's got, he's got, um, he's got biotechnical enhancements. He's, he does not have a T virus in him at all. Like no. this guy, this guy's like a cyborg and man, like just seeing, seeing Alice with no powers, 
you know, still going toe to toe with this guy. Yeah, she was getting whipped, but going toe to toe with this guy. You know that that was an awesome battle because, like, because because he he had things mapped up in his mind. He was like, okay, if she does this, I got this. If she does this, I got this. But she also she also adapted, and she was like, oh, if I if I if he does this, I'll do this. It was, and that was that was a wonderful trade off. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so my last one, uh, the ending with the cure in the air, the way that it began, it ended. So the yes. way how this whole franchise started is the way that the whole. Uh, movie the series in mm-hmm. with Alice breaking the vow and it healing everybody being in the air uh, and uh, oh, it, did, it didn't heal it, did, it didn't heal them <laughs> oh, well it didn't heal it got rid of the virus I should say yeah. it was killing uh, killing it all I think the I don't know if those uh, flying things the flying zombies if they were going to get killed uh, with see it. see that's something we don't know because technically those things are those things are a result of the Las Plagas virus and the Las Plagas virus isn't technically related to the T virus. Okay. I, I'm sorry the Las Plagas parasite. I'm sorry I was saying virus but yeah, the Las Plagas parasites, but I think I think the whole thing is where the Las Plagas parasite comes into contact with stuff that's been infected with T virus and that's how we got these crazy mutations. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, thank God, uh, thank God they never mentioned anything about the G virus because the G virus was a problem, and I'm glad the G virus kind of stayed contained to the Resident Evil Two game. <laughs> the G virus is just yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna get into our ranking, and I'm going to go with you, Lamar. Uh, go ahead with your ranking of the movies, and you can All do right. it from uh your top one that you love to your least favorite. Okay, uh, let's see here. Let me get my notes together here. Real fast. Um, okay, so basically, my um, the way this is gonna go, I'm gonna go from 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 top to last. All right, so here we go. Uh, in this order, uh, we're gonna start with Resident Evil Two Apocalypse. Uh, because uh, because that one was the one that gave us the biggest connection to to the entire gaming franchise. Like, yes. like it was basically it was basically reaccounts of Resident Evil two and three, the game, mm-hmm. you know, but following different characters. And, and in all seriousness, you know, a lot of people a lot of people get pissed off at, at the Resident Evil movies because it's like because they actually wanted more of what the game was. And in my opinion. We've already son- we've already been there and done that. Why do you want a movie that completely that just basically retells the game when you can just pop the PlayStation One discs in? When you can play Resident Evil Two the remake? When you can play Resident Evil Three remake? When you can when you, when you can play? I would say play Code Veronica, but I think nothing from Code Veronica got touched for any of these movies. No, because we didn't hear nothing about T Veronica virus, and you know Alexia Ashford would Alexia Ashford would have been nice to have shown up in these Ooh. movies. That would have been insane. In, in my opinion, in my opinion, Alexia is the best Resident Evil villain. Well, mm-hmm. I, no, well, not villain. I'm going to say the best Resident Evil boss. I, I'm going to say that. Um. So, but yeah, but Apocalypse, in my opinion, is the number one movie, and and it's just barely inches out res- the first Resident Evil movie, which is my second pick. Uh, Apocalypse has had so much going on for it. Like I said, it had the biggest connection to the games, in my opinion, and that's kind mm-hmm. of and, and it's kind of. That was and that was the, the the producers and and the director throwing us a bone because he heard us when we said we wish it was kind of a little more like the games and that and Resident Evil Apocalypse was fan service in my opinion. Yes, Resident Evil Resident Evil One the movie is my sec is my number two of course because it starts the whole thing off and you know like 
it had it had that pretty good casting in it. I mean, Michelle Rodriguez and Milojovic, you know, being the headliners and stuff, that was that was great. As a matter of fact, I think I think the way it was supposed to go was Michelle Rodriguez was actually supposed to have top billing. Yeah. And Milojovic was 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 going to be like the the sub and not 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 you know like the 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 sub main character too and everything like that. But I think um but I think I want to say Michelle Rodriguez had gotten into a little bit of trouble because I want to say she, I want to say she was still on the cast of Lost and then she she got removed from the cast of Lost because she got into some trouble in Hawaii and it kind of screwed up her 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 filming with with Resident Evil like she was still able to make Resident Evil the movie but I believe that's why like Mila Jovovich became got top billing for that uh, uh. yeah uh, Resident Evil Four Retribution. I'm sorry, Resident Evil 5 Retribution is my is my number three. I just love that movie. That that movie is so great. As a matter of fact, I want to say I want to say after Apocalypse, it's my most watched movie in the Resident Evil franchise. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was just it you know what? The one thing I will say is the Resident Evil movies became was definitely gotten to be more action movies. Like the first movie was definitely like the first one was definitely, you know, trying to trying to trying to give us a little bit of the thriller aspect and stuff like that. But, you yeah. know, after that, like every other movie was just 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 pure, just pure action. Yes. And Resident Evil 5 Retribution was was probably the best action film out of all the Resident Evil out of all the Resident Evil movies, in my opinion. Uh, number four is uh, Resident Evil Endgame. Uh, and like I said earlier, it was a it was a wonderful way to, like, close off the storyline and, and tie things up, you know, like. If if we the audience was getting franchise fatigue, we uh, I'm pretty sure the way they wrapped the story up was them saying, "Hey, we got franchise fatigue. We 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 dragged oh, the final out. chapter. Yeah, we yeah we dragged it out long enough. Re- yeah, Resident Evil it, was it finally? Yes, yeah, Resident Evil the final chapter. It was the final chapter. I was just like, is that a, a is that the animated Resident Evil? I would love to I would love to see Resident Evil in game. Like I would play that as a video game. I would watch it as a movie if it was. Yeah. Um. So after final chapter, and this is where it gets hard. I'm gonna say Resident Evil Four is probably next to last in my in my ranking. It was a good movie, but like I said, it was kind of a dud for me because mm. honestly, if they weren't just trying to concentrate so much on the whole 3D stuff and doing slowdowns and cutaways and all that stuff, it probably would have been up there. It was actually a decent movie. If we could, if if we could find some way to edit. To make those slowdown scenes not slow mo scenes, you know, I, you know, I would watch that cut, you know. Yes. Um, and then Resident Evil Ex- Extinction, which is the third movie, like I said, that was probably that's the weakest film in the franchise for me. Um, and all and in all seriousness, I thought it was going to be the final film. It it kind of felt like it was tr- they were trying to end the series right there. Yeah. But yeah. You, but you know, like some because uh, even the because. Because even the ending where like Alice was like, We're coming for you guys and stuff like that, that that's kinda like, hey, you know what? This is our ending. Like this we're we're done. We've done our work here and all this stuff. See but yeah, those are those are my picks. So the second movie, the second movie's number one, the first movie's number two, uh the fifth movie's number three, the sixth movie's number four, the fourth movie's number five, and the third movie's the la- is in last place. Okay. So uh, my ranking is uh, Afterlife as number one. That's my favorite one, Resident Evil Four. Um, the, like I said, the shower scene, uh, uh, Claire and you're, you're uh, a dirty boy. Claire and I, I am a dirty boy, um, uh, <laughs> and I'm fine with being that. Uh, just that fight, just the fight scenes, um, the action, and just like there's something about it, like the cuts, not the cut scenes, like. 
the ending with them fighting Wesker, the plot was kind of good. I the the dialogue was the dialogue. It wasn't bad or anything. It mm-hmm. was just so entertaining to watch. And I and like I said, that intro that intro scene to, with the Japanese and uh with with J, uh J pop girl like seeing that and then just seeing all the Alice's coming in and just going and just like, this is a fun ride and I'm here for it. Yes. The 3d was not cynical. Like I didn't care for that at all. And yes, this was like pretty much max Payne, The matrix slowed down uh, <laughs> a lot, but it was yeah. like the fight scenes was well choreographed and I really enjoyed that. Uh, Resident Evil 2 apocalypse it's so much fun. Uh, there's some nonsense stuff. The church fight, the the motorcycle, uh, the nemesis fight, um, Nicholas getting killed. The it's just all over the place. Um, the cops, the raccoons, uh, the stars getting shot up in a uh, in a, um in the building, and Mike Epps just got this little gun or this pimp gun with them, and it's just, it was just so much fun, uh, and definitely seeing that the uh, reporter getting eaten by the kids, like, Aww. that was so funny. You're, she should have yeah. did something. She should have backhanded somebody through a chair. Um, I don't, she could have, she could have did uh some kind of flip or something. She could have defeated herself. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I'm just saying. <laughs> you got an evil streak in you, man. It's like you got what you... You've been saying you got what you deserved to her. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, I knew that she was going to get killed off, and that was just I mean, a cool I mean, way I, to I, I think. Up. I think everybody knew that she was going to die. I was like, come on, like she's a reporter. There's no way she's making it out of here alive. Right. <laughs> right, but I will give it to the act, act the actress. Uh, she oh, Sandrine, great. Sandrine Holt. She's a pretty good actress. Yeah, she she played that to the T. I'm like, yeah, you get the Academy Award. You got you got that. Um, yeah. Resident Evil, the first movie. I the way that it starts is great shots and stuff, and really just like it's a great intro to the ser- movie series. And like like I said, it's a great popcorn um movie and. It really showed what you could take. You could take a, a video game franchise and make it feel like its own thing when you put it into a different media. Mm-hmm. And Paul W. Anderson and them, they did a fantastic job doing it. Um, Extinction is my fourth one. I, I like the station definitely for Ashanti and some of the other shots. Uh, I think there wasn't there wasn't a lot to take from from this movie. Um, it was just something to watch to see how it concludes or how it does. But it kind of left you. Uh, it made you feel empty in a sense. And there's just like there's like I love the cast um, of characters um, for our you know our good team. But it was just like mm, I, I I could do without <laughs> this. And stuff. Um, okay, I I'll be honest with you. I thought it was gonna be a little bit higher because like because uh, like I remember when we were doing our rewatches of it and stuff, and you were, mm-hmm. and we were and we were messaging each other. Man, it sounded like it sounded like you had a joy fest watching that movie. It was. It was. It's it's goofy fun and stuff. But like like thinking about it and rewatching, it's just like there's not much I could take from this movie when it comes to take doing the part doing the way that we did it. Like taking moments, just like. Mm. Yeah, there's not a lot of moments in here, but it's still a fun movie. Um, the final chapter, I actually moved this one around uh, as my fifth one because uh, I didn't like the final chapter. 
when I went to go to the movie theater, when I seen it in the movies, because it was just, it, it felt like a blur. I'm like, what in the world is happening in this movie? I do not get it. But watching it and thinking over it, it's just like, it does got some good parts. I like the way how they ended it. Um, I like what they did to Wesker and Dr. Isaac, like the fight scenes. They were cool. Mm-hmm. I wish the Asian, the one Asian guy that uh, Alice was fighting, um, and stuff. I wish that was longer. I wish they really had a martial arts fight that was real choreographed, like uh-huh. really choreographed. And it was just, it was such a letdown. Um, I did like uh, the clone Doctor Isaac being tied up in on the uh, car, <laughs> running from the zombies. I was just like, if this is not roots, roots for white people, Ooh. I don't know what it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, Keep going. Keep I, going. I was loving it. I was cracking up. I was having fun. But yeah, uh, Retribution is my least favorite. It's a great movie. I think when Claire and Alice get uh, not Claire, uh, Alice and uh, Anna Wong get together, I think the the movie gets a bit better. The guy team, it was what it was. Um, <laughs> but there wasn't... I, I just felt like it's just not retribution is not memorable to I, me. I think they, I think they put the the guy team in the game because at this point they knew boyfriends just dragging their girlfriends to the movies to watch it. So like, yeah. you know, let's have a pure testosterone scene in, in the movies for a change. Yeah. But I did, but like I said, I do love when that that first intro, uh, um. The way that it's be, it was reversed and everything, I do love that. I love the fact that, well, of course, everything was like underwater and stuff. And it, I was just like, "Is this a Metroid game or something?" <laughs> uh, but I, I do love when the, she's in Tokyo. She breaks the simulation, and they get into that fight. Like I said, it's very kill Bill. It's it's so good. But then after that, it's just like it loses me. It loses my interest and stuff. Uh, so that is my ranking uh, with it. Great series. I recommend everybody do go watch it. But we are going to review. Uh, we're going to uh, recap uh, this movie. So, Laurent, what would you give the series? Okay, so just so everybody knows, the format is with WeCap, what we do is we have we have our hats. And what we do is, is uh, if we absolutely love the film, we put it on and we make sure it's to the front. If we dislike the movies, if you dislike the movies, we have it to the back. If it's if it's some, as my buddy Ed likes to say, if it's some questionable content but it's still enjoyable, you know, you you cock it to the side or whatever you got to do and stuff like that. So for me, and this is a fitted cap, so it's not going to go over my headphones properly, but all the way, like the Resident Evil franchise, it's something I can watch. It's something I can watch. I can put on all day and watch, and not and not feel the least bit slighted about. Even even the movies that I dislike them, you know, out, out of the series. And like I said, even though they're my least like movies, that doesn't mean I did not like them at all. I, you know, it's like it's like when you have your, it's like when you have a CD. You know, mm-hmm. if you can listen, if you can if you can listen to the entire CD front to back without skipping a track. Like that's the same thing here. Like I can watch all six of those movies front to back and and not and not be bothered because like one is not my my cup of tea. <sighs> you tried. <laughs> you tried. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it. Uh I agree. I think all six movies are great. They're they're fun popcorn movies and to watch and like mm-hmm. throw on. If you feel like you want to cling to them, 
go ahead and clean, but you're going to miss some great action. And they, the story, like I said, the storyline is good. There are some illogical parts here and there, um, but it's just something fun to watch. I think it's a great series. I think it's compared to Mortal Kombat and even Tomb Raider, not the, not the, uh, old Tomb Raider, like the modern one that came out. I would kind of rank this like probably like my second best video game franchise movie, mm-hmm. you know, that I've ever seen. And I definitely Street Fighter is a whole different thing. That that movie, uh, Street Fighter is terrible. <laughs> it's fun. Street Fighter is terrible. Double Dragon is terrible. Um, oh, all those Double all Dragon. all those Uwe Boll movie games or video game movies are terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um. Yeah, I definitely will say that, you know... Super Mario Brothers was terrible. I've never seen that one. Don't see it. Don't see it. Okay, just just so you know, when they're like, when they're like, hey, what's your name? And they're like, Mario Mario and Luigi Mario, like... Mm. That, that, that is their name, though. Wait, wait, for real? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So somewhere in a Nintendo brochure, the character's name is Mario Mario? Mm-hmm. Mario first name, Mario last name. I yep. mean, I get, I get they're called the Mario Brothers, but are you for real right now? Yeah, Mario's their last name. I'm beating Foregone and trading my Switch in. I don't need that system anymore. Nintendo. Oh, <laughs> As a matter of fact, no, 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 no. I don't even need to beat Foregone on the Switch. I'm just gonna buy the PC version. I'm... No, don't do that. <laughs> no, I love my Switch. I'm not getting rid of my Switch. I will, I will, I will cry if something happens to my Switch. It's like, it's like my favorite Nintendo system right now. Yay. But yeah, uh, that is our rating. That is our recap of the Resident Evil movies. I definitely recommend <laughs> watching it from beginning to end. I definitely say watch it in Blu-ray. Like watch, like or if you got for, good some good 4K, watch it there because yeah, like, a, few, a few of them are on, on 4K UHD. I, I want to say I want to say starting with Resident Evil Three, they're on UHD 4K. If I'm not they, mistaken, they look so good. Like even, I mean, they were looking good in the movie theaters when they normally came out, but like this, this touch oh, actually. Actually, all six of them on there. They have they even have a box set. All six of them are are are, are in four K. Yeah, because I got the box set. You got the uh, you, wait. You got the UHD box set or the? I think I only got the Blu-ray one. I don't think I got the four uh, K one. Okay, yeah, UHD. I've got the, yeah all mine are Blu-rays. Yeah, uh, which I, I realized it. I haven't started. I haven't started going back and you know getting movies in 4K. Not yet. I don't know. I don't know if I plan to. Like if uh, like new movies are getting four. New movies are coming out now. I'll get in 4K. But I don't know if I'm mm-hmm. going back and, and like and like regrouping my collection for 4K. I don't. I don't think it's necessary. Because 10 because 1080P is still the standard. Yeah, I should. I still haven't popped in my uh the uh blue K not blue K blue ray release of um. Ghost of the Shell, the remaster one. I'm like, oh, I got, I gotta watch this. Um, I still have that in the box. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that is going to be this episode of recap. Uh, I we still got Event Horizon um, that I need to watch. I'm going to get you sucker. We got, I gotta watch. You um, haven't watched, you haven't watched Event Horizon yet. I've been talking to you about that movie for months. I have to go buy it. I'm actually going to go buy it. Uh, okay, so here's so here's my here's my recap of that. 
Oh, so you're cool with it. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm talking about my recap of you not watching that movie. Hat to the back, buddy. Right. That that's a that's a good one. So you just oh, said, shut, okay. oh, shut up. Right. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you su- you're supposed to when it's just like, okay, Eddie, but then look, put it down. That's what you're supposed to do. Oh, or, that's what I'm oh. supposed to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I did it wrong. Uh, okay. Would you like to try it again? No, I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction now. <laughs> I'm going to watch Event Horizon And actually it's a good time to watch it Because of Halloween and stuff So I think I'm going to watch it tomorrow When I get off of work um, You know, get some pizza or something And just sit down Because I think it's rentable on PlayStation or Xbox And I'll watch it And uh, I'll do my best not to tweet it out I'll do my best not to hit up your message box But be ready for Saturday Because I'll be like Let's talk a little bit about Event Horizon Besides before whoever comes on Okay. So, uh, because it actually might just be me and you Saturday, depending. Uh, really? We'll see. Yeah, I'll tell you after. Um, okay. After. But everybody, um, Leron, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on social media. Uh, my um, my tag is X is eight zero three E X O D U S eight zero three. That's on that's on Twitter, uh, Instagram. I'm technically still on Facebook, but I'm probably getting rid of my account soon. Facebook just doesn't do anything for me anymore. Not these days. Like I still keep my Instagram, but you know, and um, but my um, but my handle is also my uh, my gamer identity too. So you can catch me on Twitch under that, as well as all the various platforms I play video games on. So PlayStation Network, Steam, Xbox Live. You can find me there. Um, no, you no, you can't have my Switch uh, friend code because <laughs> I'm Oops. just because I'm just being stuck up right now. That's all. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no! That that that, that friend cut is so obnoxious. <laughs> you just covered all your, like I said, just I, look, wait. My do you, stuff is, wait, do you have yours memorized? No, my stuff is on Twitter. If you're gonna find me there, check my friend stuff right there. I got all my info on, on Twitter. Okay, maybe some of us aren't cool like you, Ed. And put their and and waste and waste eighteen digits of their of their of their, because your um your 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 profile. Your bio is only 140 characters. It's not 280 like your like your tweets are. So so uh, so I wasn't planning on wasting 18 digits of, <laughs> of my Dude, bio look. for my Nintendo Switch code. <laughs> look, my thing says host and author of Optional Opinion, Arsenal X, Nintendo Power Block, and more. XBL, the Lyrical One, PSN, or Comic Go Switch, and the sentence is switch number. Look, man, you didn't have to. You didn't have to make me look 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 bad like this, man. You don't. Ne- you never <laughs> look bad. You look super professional. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just looking for a pity party, and hopefully, the audience will give me one later. <laughs> Check out his uh, Twitter page, and you you be like, I don't pity nothing at all. <laughs> I did. Like, I, I will say, I did like your workout thing. Uh, would you just oh, doing was, the push up? I was being goofy. Oh, but it, it, it felt good after the day that you said that you had and stuff. And of course, everybody, uh, his chick is bad and his chick is good. <laughs> so. Oh, Skype. <laughs> uh, I have to give me Skype. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, but you guys can find me on Twitter at that bridge code. You can check me out on Nintendo Pod Block. I'm the host of that podcast. Uh, check me out on Boss Rush Games and uh, and other content there at BossRushGames.com. I am host of uh, Boss Rush Podcast. Uh, of course, you guys get talk. Uh, check out Talk the Walk. Also, check out Crossroads, um, the, our PlayStation podcast hosted by Leron and the crew. Uh, and check out Arsenal X hosted by Corey and that crew. And we got more content that's coming and getting ready for 2021 uh, where we'll have our book club our pod and play and more shows coming with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend and also go check out some old movies to recap with that everybody we'll see you next time bye All right. have a good night